I'm a very diverse individual. I've seen life from so many different perspectives. I'm a woman, I'm black, I'm Latino, I'm an immigrant. I served in the military. So just all those different perspectives and, and seeing the struggles of those different communities and then how they tie in together, cannabis is the great unifier. So to me, you know, for all those different communities that I'm a part of, cannabis has been a source of healing. Welcome to the KayaCast, the podcast for cannabis businesses looking to launch, grow, and scale their operations. Each week, we bring you interviews with industry experts and successful retailers, plus practical tips and strategies to help you succeed in the fast-growing cannabis industry. Today on the podcast, I have a conversation with Jam Balbuena, who is a business owner and author. She is an advocate. She's in marketing and design and all of this. You know, she has so many great insights into the cannabis industry coming from the U.S. Navy to, you know, starting her own media company and dispensary, Jack's Cannabis, down in San Diego. And we were so thankful for the opportunity to talk with JM that we want to give away a signed copy of her book. All you have to do to get a signed copy of her book is leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And you have until the end of the month, the end of June, to leave a review. And if you leave a review, we will send you out her book. Reviews help to share what you love about the podcast. And maybe in your review, leave one insight that you've had from the podcast and how it's kind of informed your business and how it's helped you to grow and scale your business. As we jump into the show, though, I just want to thank JM for her amazing insights into her story, her diverse background. And I know that you are going to love this interview because she has so many great things to say and so many important things for the cannabis industry that from marketing to licensing to you know, what it takes to be a successful canapreneur. So enjoy this conversation with JM Balbuena. Navy veteran JM Balbuena is an author, filmmaker, advocate, and entrepreneur focused on empowering aspiring leaders in the rapidly growing legal cannabis space. With a focus on business development, strategic planning, and execution, JM successfully runs Boycott Shitty Weed, promoting advocacy through fashion and multimedia, including Web3 and blockchain integration. She also leads Synergy Studios, providing filmmaking, content creation, and executive production to leading brands in the cannabis industry. JM currently serves as CMO for Prime Harvest Incorporated, a technology-focused, full-service cannabis corporation horizontally diversified across various segments of the cannabis value chain, including licensing acquisition and compliance management, direct-to-consumer operations, and parent company of Jack's Cannabis, a San Diego-based retailer. JM holds multiple bachelor's and master's degrees, including an MBA in marketing from the University of Phoenix. The Successful Cannapreneur book is available online via a podcast, a documentary that's going to be coming out soon, an audiobook, print, and is available in Spanish. It just came out. JM is quickly becoming a prominent thought leader in cannabis, Latinx affairs, women empowerment, social equity, 
military veteran advocacy, Web3 multimedia, and wealth generation. Jam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It just says I'm a little bit older. <laughs> but no, I'm just driven by, you know, if I think of something and especially something that can contribute to myself and to my community, I go for it. That's just the type of person that I am. We'll get into the book later, but I read the book and there's so many like fantastic insights, especially for someone that's thinking about starting a cannabis business or a person just getting into the industry. And so we'll get into that. But before we get there, I just need to know what's your background and how did you end up in cannabis? So I ended up in cannabis because of the military. So my background before that, I went to college, I graduated, started working in corporate America, started working in insurance. I was a project manager for one of the major insurance companies here. And before that, I had an internship while I was in college. So they offered me a job. I was there for like a little bit over a year. And I just, I was looking at the future, like the people that had been in that company for 20 years. And I just did not see myself doing that or being that 20 years. So I just started looking for ways out. And that way out to me was the military. So I had a great time in the Navy, met amazing people, had a great career. But I had an accident from which I had a traumatic brain injury. And from that accident, a lot of things were messed up. You know, my mental health, there was some issues that I still deal with that actually cannabis helps me with my sleeping patterns through the night. So when I left, another veteran introduced me to cannabis, and that pretty much was the beginning of it all. So you got into the business. You opened a dispensary, correct? So I started working for my business partner. He was pursuing a cultivation license here in San Diego. So what we ended up doing was helping a Native American tribe because San Diego County had banned cannabis. He's trying to figure out how can he do it legally. So he was like, oh, let me talk to these Native Americans. They have their, their own land and their own rules. Here in San Diego, we helped one of the tribes come up with their own like ordinance and, and we helped them develop that. And then we were the first cultivation that they uh, granted a license under. So that's where I came in, like helping put that together and then managing the compliance of that. And from there, we actually bought into the dispensary that we have now, Jack's, and, and we've been running that ever since. And that was in 2017. So the cultivation was 2015, 2016, and then we opened Jack's Cannabis. What did you find running Jack's were some of the biggest challenges as a dispensary owner that you kept running into? So the county of San Diego was one of the strictest, most conservative cannabis ordinances that there could be. Number one, our regulatory body was the sheriff's department, the police. So they came every single quarter to do audits, to check on our inventory, to check on our finances. And that's one part. The other part was that once California in 2018 went recreational, the county decided that they were not joining a recreational program. So we were medical only by force. We were not allowed to sell edibles, only smokables. And then we went into COVID and now we have a respiratory disease that's taking over the world and we can only sell things to smoke. The way that we circumvented all, all of that was educating patients about ways to consume that were healthier, also educating them about the benefits of being a medical patient. In California, if you're a medical patient, less taxes, 
On top of that, you can buy more. For instance, with the recreational, you can buy one ounce per day at a location. But if you have a medical card, you could buy eight ounces. So the, you know, the little things like that, we had to get our creative vision goggles on and, and figure it out. And we just saw that as the cost of acquisition for our customer. Let's look at your book a little bit. Give our listeners a brief overview of the successful canapreneur. Because like I said, I read the book and we're going to do a special giveaway and I'll, I'll have details at the end about how you can win a copy of Jam's book. But Give our listeners a brief overview of the book and what kind of inspired you to write this book. What I wanted to do with the book is attract people that are good for the industry. You know, this industry is new as far as like the regulated side of things. And we need more good people that have good intentions to build a sustainable cannabis space from consumer all the way to investors, to entrepreneurs, to operators. In, in the entire situation. So my purpose was to paint a, a, a picture of the industry that's realistic, that paints the risks of being a part of it, the benefits, and then provides that educational side of things with resources for the people that are looking to be a part of it. And then basic understanding of the different concepts for the people that want to invest in it or that want to just, you know, are kind of curious, like they say. But ultimately, for the entrepreneur, I have a, that chapter 13 where I talk about the mentality and the mindset that you have to have to be a part of an industry that, number one, is stigmatized in, in the consumption of the product that you're trying to promote and sell or advocate for. And then you have the stigma in business and then the newness of everything, not just from the regulatory side, those people have never regulated cannabis. So everything's going to be new for them. And then you have us operating in this new regulatory landscape that we haven't done before. The book is for that, to, to paint a picture of that's very realistic and contingent upon who you are and what you're trying to either participate in or have an understanding then you have this kind of guide that that you can reference to whether you're trying to advocate, whether you're trying to be in the business side, or just understand the plans and the people that are working. In it. When you talk to these different entrepreneurs, what do you see as some of those most important traits that someone should have when they're entering into this industry? The number one, you have to be a sponge. And, and that's pretty much how I approached it. Once I realized that cannabis was a viable industry. There's a lot of demand for it. It can help people. So you have to know the plan. Do you have to know the benefits? You have to believe in the potential of the industry. And because of that, you have to have that grit to withstand the dynamic environment. Things change every single day. You know, one day you see a brand and the next day you didn't, you don't see it. And it's because of compliance, it's because of lack of access to capital. Maybe the the entrepreneur behind that gave up because it's tough, you know. And and those are some of the things that I wanted to paint a realistic picture of what is happening because a lot of the media just glorifies and glamorizes, you know, oh, multi million dollar industry and this and this and that. But the people behind it. You know, we need to highlight the work that's being done. And most of the people are not multimillion dollar VCs, you know, the backbone of the industry 
are the people that are making it happen and they're not the ones being funded. There's also an imbalance in the industry for people of color, for the Latino community. I'm talking to the founder of Possible and some of these brands in California that are working to overcome that. I'm telling you, as a Latino and a Black person coming into the industry, it was really tough. We literally, as an organization, had vertically integrated situation. We had a cultivation license operational in Humboldt County. We had a manufacturing facility license in Santa Rosa here in California. In San Diego, we had the retailer Jack's Cannabis and... We were pitching. We pitched like 2,000 times. We even went to Canada to pitch. And guess what? They were not with it. And the only thing that we can think of is because it was two, two Black people pitching. We did not get funded, but we kept going. And, you know, we're still here. The majority of the companies that were being funded back then are barely even here. And we're still here, still expanding. And, and that's because we didn't give up. That's because, you know, despite the no's, despite the lack of access to things and despite the racism, we believed in the plan. We believed in our capabilities and our mission and what we were trying to do. And yeah, here we are still doing our thing and expanding in our own dime, which feels even better. You know, it feels way better. Can you talk about the balance of the responsibilities of that canopreneur? You have advocacy, education and profit. Like... How do you balance all of that as a cannabis business owner? Being very mindful of every single one of those aspects. The advocacy, just being in the industry, even a consumer, you're an advocate. So it behooves you to, to understand like the benefits and the fact that, number one, there's people still in jail for consumption, that you're doing it freely now. So in that sense, we're all advocates. Then you have the educational part. That is paramount because that stigma, we're battling from every single angle. And it's been over 100 years of that indoctrination of people thinking that it's a bad thing, that your cells are going to melt, that you're promoting drugs and it's the gateway to insanity and, you know, and doing all these other drugs. And then that careful balance of you have to, you know, make a living. And so... I think a lot of people sometimes in the advocacy side get lost in, you know, I don't care about the money. You should care because if you find yourself homeless, you're not going to be able to advocate. You know, if you find yourself struggling financially, like that, I take that concept from the military. So in the military, they pretty much take, help you to take care of anything that's going to distract you from doing your job. So like, for instance, if you need a dental appointment, you don't think about that. They tell you, hey, you got a dentist appointment today. Hey, you have a medical appointment tomorrow. Hey, you know, your haircut, you got to go do that. You know, those kinds of things. And that's for you to focus in your job and what you need to do. Because when you're so concerned about all these other things, you can't focus. And sometimes somebody's life depends on your job. And so... I apply that concept, and that's why I said profit is important. You can't disregard it. Why? Because that's the fuel for you to do everything else and do it efficiently. Because if you're so worried about where you're going to find your next meal, how are you going to focus on advocating? It's going to be a really tough situation. And, and that's 
where the balance comes in. Now, three years later, your book came out in 2020. Is there any advice or info that you would change about your book now that if you did like a revised version? As far as the concept behind entrepreneurship and the industry itself is is still very relevant, (laughs) extremely relevant. The mindset, you still have to have grit. You still have to understand the balance between advocacy and profit and education and everything else that involves the industry. This industry is still dynamic. There's still globally only about four countries that have legalized it. There's still people in jail for cannabis. Um, Social equity is still an issue. The disenfranchised communities are still struggling to bring their businesses online. So the relevancy is still there. The KayaCast is brought to you by KayaPush, the cannabis industry's go-to software for simplifying people management. Streamline your HR, payroll, compliance, and employee management with KayaPush. One of the things you talk about is having a how and why vision. So I want to look at Synergy Studios, your company, and tell me a bit about the vision of Synergy Studios and what kind of makes you guys that market leader in the cannabis marketing industry. The vision, big picture, revolutionize advocacy. So right now, advocacy to me is one of the things the industry changes a lot, has experienced so many different ups and downs and and updates and and downgrades. But advocacy has remained like very flat, I would say. You know, we still talk about the patient. We still say the same things. And I think that by taking things and bringing them to the 21st century with using some of the things like Web3, those things call people's attention and you can do things in a different way. For instance, with Boycott we recreated a 3D museum of, of the different heroes versus villains, the people that have to do with carrying prohibition out, and then the people that contributed to cannabis legalization here in California. So seeing that from like a different angle now in 3D, I feel like it creates a a more remarkable memory for people like, oh, so Dennis Perone, and then, you know, you see this statue and then you see his picture and you can read about him and hear about him using all the different senses. I feel like we can educate people more effectively. So Doing that and then with the video side of things like the documentary highlighting successful entrepreneurs and highlighting what they're doing and how they're pioneering the space in putting them in a light, you know, that's not just glamorizing the multimillion dollar industry and bringing community together in, in a different way that makes them just see the, the cannabis advocacy in a different light and hold on to information faster and, and, and actually retain it. So that that's that's where I see things. It's inspiring to see companies that are willing to try something different to, you know, achieve that goal of what we're all aiming at of normalizing cannabis and helping people who really they need it. Like it's it's such an important plant and it can change people's lives. And you and I have both seen that. So I'm a very diverse individual. I've seen life from so many different perspectives. I'm a woman I'm Black, I'm Latino, I'm an immigrant, I served in the military. So just all those different perspectives and and seeing 
the struggles of those different communities and then how they tie in together. Cannabis is the great unifier. So to me, you know, for all those different communities that I'm a part of, cannabis has been a source of healing. Taking my business mindset and, and, and my passion for creativity and bringing that all together in, in creativity and also like technology and, and just being forward thinking. Just, I just bring all of that together and, and I just go for things. To wrap it up a little bit, because, you know, I could keep on talking for another hour, but I'd love to get your advice for two different people. So what is your advice for someone that's just starting out in the cannabis industry? Somebody that's, you know, brand new in it. And what advice would you give them? And then after that, what advice would you give to a dispensary owner or one of the cannapreneurs? Like one one little tip for, for both of them. So for somebody that's just starting, I would say this. Be patient. You know, in this industry, one month, two months, next thing you know is an entire year. And now you can help that person that's starting out. Like one year in cannabis is about four or five years somewhere else. One of the things that I used to do when I first started with my business partner and assistant, I had no clue about cannabis at all, except that at that point in the Casativa hybrid in that it would help me sleep, right? Once I would be listening to him and all that he was doing, I would take notes without him knowing or anything. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but put it down here in my little notepad. And then I would go home and I'll do research about it. So like that, the next time he brings it up, I can have a conversation about it. And, you know, and it's just not just him talking to me about these concepts, like random things in cultivation that I didn't deal with plants. So I have no clue. So it behooved me to educate myself so I can contribute beyond just being a body that is taking orders, do this, do that. And then for somebody that's still in it, like, I feel you. <laughs> I'm here with you. Also, don't give up. I think things are getting better and they will continue to get better as we navigate through all this newness and all these different things. Definitely contribute to advocacy as much as you can because a lot of the times we can get so caught up in the fact that we have so many bills, taxes that we need to be paying, all these compliance things. But for instance, here in California, something that we can actually do as a business is implement SB 34. SB 34 is a program that allows you to donate cannabis to, to patients. And so the veterans community, we can benefit from that and you benefit from that as a company as well. And But also you can target other patient communities that may need cannabis as well. So just look at all your options. Sometimes, you know, doing things like that where you're giving, it just motivates you and, and, and centers you back as to why you're doing this. And so that's my advice. That's such good advice. And what are some ways that people can connect with you? Like I said, we'll have your links, links to your book and everything. But what are the best ways for people to connect with what you're doing and to learn more? So number one, go check out WeForThePeople.com if you're interested in investing in cannabis. BSWNation.com to check out our advocacy merch and, and our story. Synergy Studios documentary coming soon hopefully by the end of the, of the summer we'll have a, a showcasing of the documentary and then the successful entrepreneur book you can get it hit me up personally on instagram underscore jm balbuena to get your signed copy or you can get your copy on amazon it's available and wherever there is audiobooks 
It's available in about a hundred places. So check it out there. The successful if you want to check it out directly from the website. But thank you so much for having me. This was so much awesome. Great conversation. Well, Jam, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I really appreciate you taking this time and sharing your insights as a business owner, as an author, as, you know, an advocate, a create content creator. You do it all. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming in and chatting with thank us. Thank you. This was amazing. It was a great conversation. I appreciate you. Jam has such an amazing and diverse background, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity for her to share her story with me. And if you want to find out more about her story, like I said at the top, we are giving away a signed copy of her book. All you have to do to get a free signed copy of J.M. Babuena's book, The Successful Canapreneur, is leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify before the end of June. That's June 2023. If you leave a review, we will reach out to you and get your contact information and send you a signed copy of her book. It's an amazing book. It's great for anyone on your team and really gives them insights into the cannabis industry, similar to what she shared, but it goes way more in depth. So leave a review and we will send you a book. It's that simple. We would love to connect with our listeners and we're so grateful for everyone who has given us shout outs on the podcast and has told us how the content in the podcast really has made them a more effective business owner and how it's helped them to launch and grow their business. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you can get more content like this every single week on the KayaCast podcast. Thanks for listening to the KayaCast podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast app or visit our website to learn more about our guests and to access the full archive of episodes from the show. Join us next time as we continue to explore the world of cannabis and help you grow, launch, and scale your business.